1: Line drive deep into left field. That ball's rocketed out of here. It's a two-run homer for Peyton Graham. And the Sooners are in front
0: in Lubbock. Or sound off on the law offices of Rod Polston Tax Resolution Line at 405-329-9000. Here's the 1-2 to Squires.
1: Fly ball deep left field. If this is fair, it's gone. It is a home run! It's a home run! A two-run shot for Brett Squires, and it's home run derby in Lubbock.
0: Now, live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. All
1: right, good morning, everyone. Hour two, T-Row in the Morning Show, live in Gainesville today as the Sooner baseball team has arrived Getting sent for NCAA regional play tomorrow here against Liberty. Got a lot of baseball talk coming your way in the next hour of the show. Nick Pierce, Liberty play-by-play guy, will join us. David DeLucci, who will be on the ESPN call this weekend, will join us. Kendall Rogers from D1 Baseball will join us all coming up in the 8 o'clock hour. Softball Women's College World Series begins today, 11 a.m. this morning, Texas and UCLA. The Sooners hit the diamond at one thirty today. Their Women's College World Series opener is against Northwestern. The question is, will Jordy Ball be in the circle? Reports are that she will pitch for OU in the series. OSU gets the late game tonight. Cowgirls against Arizona. That game's set for an 8.30 start tonight. And... The uh, NBA Finals, TJ, gets underway tonight. Celtics and Warriors, Game 1, out in uh, Golden State, right? They're playing in Game...
2: Uh, game. Sorry, I didn't have my mic on for the uh audience. Game
1: 1's out in Golden State, right?
2: Yes, correct. Yeah. Uh, did you see
1: the CSPN article uh, yesterday with all the quarterbacks? The I'm sure thing- they talked about it.
2: Um, uh, the, the, where they put them in the tiers or the different groupings or whatever yeah. it was, I, I, yeah. I had, I didn't like read through the whole thing, but I like scrolled through it. Um, when I saw it, and looked at the different levels and everything, and who was in it. And okay, th- so yes, I'm familiar with it.
1: I want to talk to you about it here in a bit. Let's get a phone call in first. Bill, good morning. Hey, Bill.
3: Good morning. Listening to you guys on the way to work in the morning. I've got. I'm not sure I understand the nil thing. From the standpoint, it sounds to me like the the schools are paying an athlete up front for his NIL. Um, big question mark. Are <laughs> okay. you talking
2: about the collectives that people have started?
3: Well, I'm I'm not sure. Um, like I said, it, it, I in my mind, I thought okay, an athlete gets some sort of a NIL. Uh, Offer, but that's from a company that's selling his his image, not the university. Yeah, you're right, Bill. It's
1: uh, so here NIL stands for name, image, and likeness, and the the point of it originally was, if uh, a university or if a fan base or whatever was selling a jersey with Dylan Gabriel's name and number on the back of it, that he should get a piece of that. Or if he wanted to sign some autographs and get paid for it, he should be able to and make some money. That's what name, image, and likeness kind of was born out of. That's NIL. However, what it's blown up into now is you can pay athletes to endorse a product for you, basically. So if you want to pay a college athlete to do commercials for your whatever, uh, home and garden store or uh, car lot or restaurant, whatever the case may be, you could pay an athlete now to do that, whereas before you couldn't. That's not coming from the university. It's coming from the business. Now, schools are figuring out very quickly because there are no guardrails up here fan bases have figured out that they can set up these collectives which kind of go around the whole system. So we'll we'll uh, pool together $10 million or $5 million, or whatever it is, into a collective, and then we'll figure out a job for you. But you come to play for us, and we'll give you a million bucks, and then we'll figure out how to justify it, okay? We'll, we'll say that you're the... You know, you may have to come do some signings over here. Or you may have to do a commercial for these people or some charity work or whatever the case may be. We'll figure out how to justify the million dollars. But they're, they're, they're you know, misusing the system. I mean, that's not what the intent was originally. But because there are no guardrails set up by the NCAA, there's really nobody can get in trouble for anything. So it's the Wild West right now. Everybody's just kind of doing what they want and basically athletes are getting paid it's not coming directly from the university it's coming from these collectives that all these schools are setting up to kind of skirt the system in fact the university can't be involved in it legally i mean the university can't be funneling funds to these players it's got to come through these collectives or companies outside does that make sense at
3: all yep sure does because i I kept thinking, yeah, there's no way the university can be saying, okay, here's here's a here's a million dollars, and like you said, we'll figure out how to justify it. So. Jimbo, uh, Jimbo right, Fisher, appreciate-
1: for example, can't say to a quarterback, "We'll give you two million dollars to come here." You're not supposed to anyway. What he can say is, "Hey, why don't you give my buddy Jim a call?" Uh, Jim happens to run the collective. You know, he'd be he's got some things you might be interested in. And then you call Jim, Jim's running the collective and Jim says, "Yeah, we'll take care of you. You come play for us, we'll give you X amount of dollars. We'll figure out a way for you to do some signings or something to so that it gets uh you know, the system off our back, but you can uh you can come play for Texas A&M. And we'll give you 800,000 bucks or whatever the case may be. That's that's what's going on right now. Okay. I listen, I sure
3: appreciate it. Love listening Bill. to you guys. Keep it up. Thank up. you
1: for listening to the show, Bill. Be safe. All right. See you. Bye right now. All right. Uh,
2: at least that's how I understand it. TJ, you have anything to add to that? No, I think you I think you explained that pretty well for what he was – for his question, yeah.
1: <sighs> Boy, that was a refreshing sip of water I just had, TJ. I was hoping for a
2: longer answer out of you yeah, there. Yeah, I'm adjusting today – Uh Luann decided to go with bottled uh, Atwoods brand water this uh, time around, and um, I'm adjusting to it. Different label, different taste. So,
1: That's not a uh, skill I have.
2: <laughs>
1: I cannot tell the difference between waters. My, uh, I'm palate kind of joking a little bit. Enough.
2: I'm joking a little bit, but... Uh, well, some people do. Some people yeah, like it. It Fuji does taste water. different than the Homeland brand we normally have around here.
1: And they'll be like, man, that Fuji water is nice, isn't it? I'll be like, it tastes like water. <laughs> I cannot tell the difference. I do not possess the skill, the palate skill, to be able to differentiate waters. Now, I mean, you know, if it's got like a, if it's brown. or it's out of the got tap like or a something like that, you're going to tell. It, you know, yeah, Probably. But bottled waters all taste the same to me. So I just get the cheapest one. Okay, this article, TJ. Yes. ESPN put this article out. Let's see what it's called here. Uh, I'm sure the guys spent four hours on it yesterday afternoon. Ranking all 131 college football quarterback situations in tiers. Great title to an article. Yeah, Catchy title. Yeah, very good. And they have put a picture of a Mount Rushmore uh, where they have taken the heads of the presidents out and replaced them with current college football quarterbacks. All right, it looks like uh looks to me like Bryce Thompson, uh I mean Bryce, Bryce Young, Young, Caleb Williams, uh CJ Stroud, and I don't know who's the other one there. I didn't know uh, who the other Stetson one was. Stetson Bennett? Is that Stetson Bennett
2: maybe? Perhaps. Um Sergio yeah. Simpson, uh, the blues uh the uh bluegrass singer more likely. But could be. I don't know why they've got four up there because they've only got three in their first tier, so I don't know. Because there's four heads on Mount Rushmore, I, I know, TJ. but then why not put four in Tier 1? They've got a Tier 1. Did they you put not three have history there. class in Enid? I'm saying. Why didn't they put four in their Tier 1 then? That's my question because they only That's put three. Point. That's actually a good point you make. Tier 1, Heisman or
1: bust? CJ Stroud, Bryce Young. Tr- Stroud from Ohio State. Young from Bama. Caleb Williams from USC. TJ, is Caleb Williams going to be in New York City for the Heisman Ceremony this year?
2: I'm going to say no. This thing is building to epic proportions for USC. The transfers that they've gotten in, the whole thought process behind Lincoln. Excuse me, I had to cough. Caleb Williams' stock (laughs) rising... (laughs) To me, if he's there, they're a 10- or 11-win team. I just I don't, don't see that. I don't care if you care or not, Lincoln. Mule shoe. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up Kerry. I'm not going to be the next head coach at LSU. End of discussion. Next question.
1: What does that have to do with anything? Uh, I don't know. Uh, so you're saying uh, Caleb Williams does not go to New York City this year? No, I think with some of the guys. to vacation.
2: You know, I said uh, previously. I think they're a seven or eight win team. I think with some of the guys they've brought in, they're perhaps a nine, maybe a ten win team. I thought you said
1: five wins for them.
2: We'll say five. Uh, so that makes them an eight or nine win team. I just don't we, see Caleb Williams getting have there. him
1: in the national championship game. Well, here I'm just soon. saying
2: that's the way people are acting. They're acting like this is a n- can't miss, surefire. They're going to run the table this year and be in the mix. Yeah. He's going to be in New York. This is setting up for either one of the greatest turnarounds in a one-year flip that we've seen in a long time or just a massive, massive disaster of a bust. There's going to be no in-between on this thing. You ever
1: watch Flea Market Flip?
2: Never even heard of it. No. Pretty good show. (laughs) I was was producing a spot the other day that... (laughs) Some event coming up for Deaconess, and two hosts on an HD TV show are going to show up, and I'm like, hmm, I wonder if Toby knows who they are. Who are they? I, I don't have the script in front of me. I couldn't even tell you. I don't know. But anyway. You've got to find that. Flea me. Market Flip, TV. Something's mentioned about that. It makes me think of so you. Flea so Flea
1: Market Flip applies here, okay? You just said one year flip. Uh, flea Market Flip, uh, it's It's a competition. So there's a a couple. It's two couples going against each other. Either they're friends or husband and wife, whatever. And they go to a flea market. There's a host to this. I think she's one of the morning show ladies on uh, Good Morning America or something like that. And they have to go buy. They're given a budget, like you've got a hundred bucks or whatever, and you got to go buy a couple of things. Okay. So the, they'll go get like an old beat up dresser, and they'll get a whatever a. a, a side table let's say and then they take it into their workshop and try to fix it up and make it snazzy now here's where it loses reality tj they'll bring in like a professional to help these people out like that's not fair i have seen
2: this because they've done a celebrity version on it before on something and the celebrities yeah had professionals come in there and help them redo their dresser and then it was like this beautiful piece of Exactly. Uh, furniture that they would have never have been able to accomplish.
1: They'll buy this dresser for twenty bucks. It's all beat up and ratty, and you know whatever. And then they'll they'll paint it and they'll uh, turn it inside out. And this professional will come in and put a wood carving on the side of it. And they'll add like a, uh, I don't know what they'll make it beautiful. It'll be shiny. It'll be golden. You know those kind of. Stuff. And then they'll put it back out in the flea market. Here's again, they'll put it back out in the flea market, like four hours later, right? And the competition is to see who can get the most money for what they've just you know, They paid a hundred bucks for this stuff. Now, what can they turn it into? And these people will come up. There's TV cameras in their faces. These people will come up, just you know, act like they're one. Oh, look at that! I'm just wandering by the this flea is market. It's a lovely trunk just wondering by the... oh look at this trunk that's a beautiful trunk i'll give you $4000 for that trunk <laughs> i'm like get out of here with your $4000 and then the you know and then they stand there and they add up who got the most money and we declare a winner at the end of it so so you're you're saying Lincoln Riley could play flea market flip with the USC football that's what i'm saying machine. yes now when Caleb Williams played for Oklahoma, everybody was pretty convinced he was going to win a Heisman Trophy. Why all of a sudden are you saying he's not going to make it, make it to New York City here, TJ?
2: Well, because I would have said OU's program was in better standing than what oh, USC's I'll... is. The, pro, the talent around him was better. Okay. talent coming in, the momentum that Lincoln had or appeared to have had in some areas, that would have been continuing to progress uh, forward and, and take him to New York. He's starting, over, a supporting cast. he's starting over with a uh less of a supporting cast at USC. That's why I'm saying this. Yeah. Okay. Not that, that he's sense. not capable of getting to New York. I think he he is capable of getting to New York. I just don't know that he'll have the the offensive line and the things around him to do it. Tier two, the Heisman waiting room.
1: NC State's Devin Leary. Never heard of him. Utah's Cam Rising. Miami's Tyler Van Dyke. You ever watch the Dick Van Dyke show back in the day, TJ?
2: Of course. Who did it?
1: Great show. Remember when he went tripping over that ottoman? Hilarious. <laughs> These are the guys they say could make it to New York. With the, you know, they got the talent. Uh, tier 2A, what's a guy got to do to get some Heisman love? There's your Stetson Bennett for Georgia. Tier 3, TJ. Pretty, pretty good, okay? Virginia's Brennan Armstrong, listen to these names, Louisville's Malik Cunningham, Wake Forest's Sam Hartman, Tennessee's Hendon Hooker, Coastal Carolinas' Grayson McCall, Purdue's Aiden O'Connell, Mississippi State's Will Rogers, and Arkansas's K.J. Jefferson.
2: I haven't got to our guy yet, TJ. I don't know if you've noticed. No. You keep going tiers. That was tier three.
1: Tier four. It's called Definitely, Probably, Maybe. This is another Larry David reference. UCLA's Dorian Thompson Robinson. No way he's still in college, by the way. 36, still going. South Carolina's Spencer Rattler. Kentucky's Will Levis. And Oklahoma's Dylan Gabriel
2: thought I thought you know I was just looking at the tears when I first looked at this thing but once I read the description of what this category is I can understand why it's there they say are these guys underrated overrated future NFL stars future NFL stars honestly we're still trying to decide Mm -hmm. so I can see that with those guys I don't think Torian uh, Dorian Dor- Dorian Thompson uh, Robinson belongs in this category. I would put him probably a couple of more tiers down. I don't think he's that good, but I understand that thinking behind Spencer Rattler and Dylan Gabriel, especially NFL guys, XFL guys, underrated, overrated. You you're, you're not quite sure with them, so right, I can so understand you're that. I'm fine you're with fine that. With tier yes. four, yes, yes, the definitely, probably, maybe. Once I read what their thinking is there on tier four, I was like, nah, I could see that with those guys.
1: Tex, uh Tier 5, uh, Texas is uh, so hot right now, uh, which, by the way, I was surprised my name didn't end up in this list. You know what I mean, TJ? Why wouldn't it? Uh, Texas is Quinn Ewers and Hudson Card. Baylor's Blake Shapin, both in uh, that list right there. There's like 25 tiers. So yeah, it goes on and com- on. <laughs> it's a very complicated article. Whoever wrote this uh, spent a ton of time on it. And it's very complicated, so I would suggest you stop by and give it a browse. 821, we'll be back. Uh, Eastern time. The
0: T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by extreme outdoor equipment. Four-wheelers, side-by-sides, UTVs, travel trailers, or motorhome rentals. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby Exit 104B and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle Exit 108.
2: Big thank you to Saxon Realty Group. They bring you this hour of the T Row in the Morning Show. They also save you thousands of dollars in listing fees. Home of the 899 listing fee. You heard that right. $899. That's it. Terry and Jackie Saxon will give you great customer service, same as any other realtor, but do it for a lot less, saving you thousands in closing costs. 405 361 3380 or SaxonRealtyGroup.com. Air Comfort Solutions text line. Just get in, got in on the end of that. Where can I find the podcast? Uh, you can go to the website, kref.com, go into the media section, a little drop-down box there, click podcast. There will be each hour of the shows, uh, not just our show, but all the shows throughout the day. You can find them there. A lot of individual interviews that we clip out and post there. Um, kref.podomatic.com is uh, a website if you want to try to remember that, but you can just go to the station website at kref.com. There is some construction going on with that, so it's been going up and down the last couple of days while they fix some things, but Hmm. uh, you can find it there. Um, Kind like I-35. A little bit, a little bit. Get the gator, Toby. It's delicious. I've had gator. I don't think I ever have. Tastes like chicken. Tastes like chicken? Yeah, tastes like chicken.
1: I'd be willing to try some, like, I, I don't know how gator comes. Does it come in, like, gator bites? Is it a filet? I've only it,
2: had it, like, at places where it's part of, a like, an appetizer tray and it's just a mixture of stuff. Like and fried? It fried, yeah, fried gator. You, you dip it in some sort of, mm-hmm. a, of a
1: sauce or something. Yeah,
2: like that. that's how I've had it, yes.
1: I'd, I'd be willing to try it. My question is, is that a no-no in Gainesville? Or is it something that's everywhere because they're the Gators, or is it like we don't eat Gators around here? You'll find out
2: are, real quick, I think. I don't think it'll gators. take you long to figure that out if it's all yeah. over every menu, you know? Right.
1: Like we make Bevo Burgers, you know, as a as a slight, as an, as a, an attack on Texas. Maybe eating Gator around here is,
2: is considered uncouth. You know what I mean? I don't know. I mean, I can understand your thought behind that. Let's see. Pool store Vince is wondering, did Spencer Rattler have to give those two cars back he got or or did he get to keep them uh once he left? I'm sure those are treated like leases and he had to turn those back in. You don't get to keep those, I don't think.
1: I don't know the answer to that, but I would agree with you. Like a demo kind of a thing. Sure,
2: yes. Yeah.
1: You can drive there's not like a get. it's not like you're giving him usually. I mean usually. Like, we're giving you an $80,000 car or something. We're going to let you drive one for a while.
2: And I'm sure there are cases where maybe the athlete, now that we we're more into this, gets the car as part of a trade as doing a couple of television commercials or something. But I think most of those are just, here's the demo, you drive it, give us some like, advertising. Like, what's his
1: name at Texas uh, that got the Lamborghini? Right. Uh,
2: uh, 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 running back.
1: Um. Come on, TJ. Bijan Robinson. Yes. Uh, I'm sure they didn't give him a Lamborghini. I'm sure he's getting to drive a Lamborghini. And then whenever he's done playing at Texas, he's got to give the Lamborghini back.
2: I don't even know if he's getting to drive it. It may be. Hey, we'll park this in front of your place. You can tell (laughs) people it's yours, but do not get into this car.
1: Go take some pictures with our Lamborghini. You can
2: stand in front of it. Snapchat it all you want, but don't drive it.
1: <clears throat> we'll green screen some shots of you. Look like you're driving around, Austin. <laughs> we can't possibly let you leave the lot.
2: Uh, this Air Comfort Solutions texter says, Call me Petty, but I want USC to stink it up so bad. Looks like that came from Mike Steely's number. <laughs> Well, I don't think
1: that. I don't think that's petty. I think the whole fan. No, I think that's everybody, right?
2: And it's that's not even just OU fan base. Now at this point, there's a lot of people nationally that are feeling that way. So annoyed. Yes. By USC. Um, This one simply says: rush three, drop (laughs) eight. You see what you started here by even bringing Uh up the USC stuff? Yeah. Mule shoot. Has turned over so much of his roster, resulting in many incoming transfers from the portal and stealing from other schools. How can he do this? If current players want to finish their degree while on scholarship, how does he create more roster spots? Explain yourself, Toby. You support this guy.
1: I don't know that I understand the question. Um, You know, you get 85 spots on your roster, so if some guys leave or graduate, then you can bring them in you can you don't have to fill all the spots with freshmen you can you can go with some transfers too so it, it doesn't really matter how you do it it's got to add up to 85 I, I, what am i missing in the question there teacher and a scholarship's
2: know. not guaranteed so like you can no. go to a guy and say hey we're not uh, renewing your then. scholarship for next year you're just gonna to have to find a new place to play and then he has that scholarship available and brings in a guy from the portal that he likes so yeah there I are mean, ways to work it's around it. a
1: little more tactfully than yeah that. well Who you know, you know what like, i'm saying we're probably not going to – you're probably not going to – if you want to look around, we'll give you freedom to look around. Not sure how much we see you in our plans next year. And, and the guy gets the clue, and he goes, I I better transfer portal this thing. So, yeah, I don't know what his roster situation was like, but that's, that's, the, that's how it works.
2: Last one here says, Gator Bites taste like popcorn chicken yeah I'd say that yeah that's that's pretty much what it is popcorn chicken
1: I like me some popcorn chicken. did you see that we got a uh a summer movie uh shortage in popcorn theater theater oh theater popcorn, popcorn?
2: no, I didn't see that that's not good.
1: I think it's all snacks, but especially popcorn uh they they are worried that we're gonna run out of popcorn this summer.
2: Well, that's the main reason to go to the movie theater to see a movie in today's world. I of can I look up me. the
1: reasoning why. I'm sure, somebody, I'm sure some factory burned down somewhere. That's, that seems to be everything that there's a shortage in right now. That All the whole uh, 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 baby formula thing is some factory in Michigan, right? So I'm sure uh, there was some popcorn factory, Orville Redenbacher's place in Indiana or something like that. I don't know exactly what's going on but there's a concern that we're going to run out of movie popcorn this summer in the theaters. I didn't mean to set everybody on a Thursday panic, but that'll make you panic right there, huh?
2: (laughs) Sorry. I'm back.
1: What's going on back there? (laughs) Dot V wanted us to know
2: that 20 20 years ago yesterday was the uh, Weber's Fall Bridge uh, incident. So... (laughs) Let him know. Thank you, Doc. All
1: right, break time. It is 7.34 in the Central Time Zone. Big 8 o'clock hour coming up, folks. Nick Pierce, Liberty Baseball play-by-play guy will join us. David DeLucci from the SEC Network will join us. Kendall Rogers from D1 Baseball will join us. All coming up at the 8 o'clock hour today. We'll be back.
0: The Ref Network Studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510.
1: TJ, baseball questions for you. College baseball. By the way, I'm mad at you. Good. That's a good thing. This is supposed to be a summer in which both of our teams... Major League Baseball team stunk. Yep. And we could wallow in it together. And, and your Rangers are not cooperating. Had yet. they not
2: got off to the start they did in uh, late uh, in early April, uh, they would be right in the mix of everything, which they're only a few games back in the wild card now. So they're playing really good baseball. Blew a game last night. They should have won that game. But um, John Gray. John Gray pitched great last night. 12Ks, 11 or 12Ks. So he shoved bullpen. Let him down in the eighth. Oh, yeah.
1: Bullpen. Okay. Here's my question. You've uh, watched college baseball this year, mostly from afar, mostly mm-hmm. not in person, but you've watched right a lot of college baseball this year, right?
2: Yes. Or listen. There yeah.
1: are five Big Twelve teams that have made it to the NCAA tournament. I'm going to go one by one. I'm going to give you their sitch. It's the second time I've abbreviated the word situation today. And um, I want you to give me a percentage chance that they make it to
2: Omaha. Play the percentages with T.J. Blevins.
1: Percentage chance they make it to Omaha. Not win the national championship. Make it
2: to Omaha.
1: Do you understand?
2: Make it to Omaha. That's my percentage. Not just out of the – okay. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Not just out of the regional – Make it to Omaha. Make it
2: to Omaha, not necessarily win the whole thing, just to make it to Omaha. That's right. Okay. Got it? Got it. Okay. Am I supposed to equal out with these teams to 100%? No. Oh, okay. Okay. No. That's stupid. (laughs) Okay, just checking. All
1: right, Texas Tech. Texas Tech is a three seed in the Georgia Southern Regional, Statesboro, Remember, they're staying seven people to a room over there. Uh, Notre Dame is also in their regional. If they win that regional, they in all likelihood get the number one seed, Tennessee, in the Supers. Percentage chance Texas Tech makes it to
2: Omaha. I think they're in a tough regional. I think they're in a terrible situation if they advance and have to face Tennessee I don't like their chances a lot. I thought they were under Should have probably been a two somewhere. I would say only about a 15% chance of advancing to Omaha. All
1: right. I'll give my opinion on uh, on your opinions here in a little bit. Are you hearing me okay? I'm hearing a little bouncing when you talk back to me. Am I coming through okay mm. on that end?
2: Yeah, no, and I'm not hearing that at all. So, all right. Good. Okay. Texas. Texas is hosting a regional in
1: Austin with LaTex, DBU, and Air Force. If they win their regional, they will, uh, you know, if seeds hold, travel to East Carolina. Texas is the nine seed, East Carolina the eight uh, in super play. Percentage chance Texas makes it to Omaha.
2: I like their chances a lot. I'm going to go pretty high here and say what would be considered high? It would be over 50%. I'm going to go 55% chance that Texas can make it to Omaha. Woo! Woo! -woo. Okay. They've got the Latino Bambino. They've got great pitching. I'm going to go 55%.
1: (laughs) Good for you. That's a much better nickname, don't you think?
2: (laughs) I think so. Hopefully I didn't offend anyone.
1: Uh, zero chance anything we said offends anybody TCU is the two seed in college station it's the Schloss Bowl as they call it down there Uh, if they were to make it out they would in all likelihood go to Louisville Louisville for super regionals this is your big 12 regular season champ here Tej. percentage chance TCU makes it to Omaha
2: Big 12 regular season champ, kind of quiet throughout the year in doing it. In my opinion, got a tough draw. I don't like their chances, especially not as much as Texas. I'm only going about a 25% chance that TCU can make the run to Omaha. All right.
1: OSU. Cowboys hosting a regional in Stillwater, O'Brate Stadium with Arkansas. Grand Canyon, and Missouri State. If they win their regional, they would also host a super, likely against North Carolina. Percentage chance OSU makes it to Omaha.
2: That regional won't be easy, but I think they can get out of it. Um, They're hosting kind of amps it up for me for them. I'm even going higher than Texas on Oklahoma State at 60% chance to get to Omaha. I like OSU's
1: chances. 60% chance the Pokes make it to Omaha. Yes. All right. Oklahoma, final Big 12 school here. OU is the two-seed in Gainesville with Florida, Liberty, and Central Michigan. If they win and seeds hold... They would go to Virginia Tech for a Super Regional. Percentage chance OU makes it to Omaha.
2: I love the way they're playing right now. I uh, like their draw. I like their chances of advancing. If they can get the type of production that they've got from their uh, starters, uh, especially in that Big 12 tournament, offense can keep uh, going as hot as they've been going. I'm giving OU... What I think is a pretty good shot at 41.377% chance of going to uh, Omaha. 41.377.
1: Exactness. I like the exactness of that. By the way, I have been asked on my socials what happens if OU wins and Gonzaga wins. Gonzaga's got a good team. They're the two seed at Virginia Tech.
2: Is that a dog or a siren where you're at? Is that the fire alarm? Yeah. Hang on, listen. Are we going to need to let you evacuate here?
1: They are Yeah, it's saying proceed to the nearest exit. (laughs) Oh, great. (laughs) Which I'm sitting right by an exit, so (laughs) let me see if this goes off or not. Sounds like it might have gone off. Yeah, I think it stopped. Uh, you know what that is, TJ? That's some Gator fan pulling a fire. Yeah, I to know to some teams are staying Sears here. There.
2: Yeah, we're going to throw them off a little bit, get yeah. them tired.
1: That's exactly what that is. That's exactly what that is. Um, okay, let me revisit your percentages. Texas Tech, 15%. Um, I think that's too high. I don't – now, they may make it out of Georgia Southern. It may very well make it out of Georgia Southern. But I don't think they're going into Tennessee and winning two out of three. I'm going to say 13% on
2: Texas Tech. Right? Before you go any Not further, can Just I flip to- my percentages on two teams? I'll allow it. I want Texas at 60%, OSU at 55 I think I like Texas better right now. So I want to, I want to raise their percentage a little bit.
1: Are we locked in?
2: Yeah, we're locked in. Okay.
1: Texas 60%. I think they'll make it out of Austin. Uh, and when you the thing about us, I think Texas has two really good pitchers, and the problem with them is after that. So it will be, in my mind, a little trickier for them to make it out of Austin than it would be to win a Super, because you just got to win two games in a Super. Um, so I, 60 is awful high. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Texas. I'm gonna say because they still got to go on the road, and East Carolina is gonna be fired up for the big bad Texas Longhorns to be coming to town, if they get to host them and everything. I'm gonna say 45 percent on uh, Texas. It's still, mm. mm. still pretty high. Still pretty high. TCU, I do not like their chances. I think their pitching uh, situation's in a mess. They don't know who their starters are. Um, I'm a little influenced by the series we saw against them down there. I wasn't overly impressed, and I know they won the regular season somehow. They went to Stillwater and won two out of three, and they swept Texas Tech. I didn't see it. Like I, I see their team, and I'm like, I'm just not impressed with TCU. they got to play the first game without their head coach. Uh, I don't think they're getting out of College Station. And if they do, I don't think they're going to Louisville and winning. I'm going to put TCU at a 10% chance. Lower than Tech. Wow. Oklahoma State, I don't think, is going to beat Arkansas. I think OSU, quite frankly, has not played great at O'Brate Stadium this year. They have not been dominant there. They got swept by Grand Canyon there. They got swept by Texas Tech there. Uh, Not Grand Canyon. uh, Gonzaga. They got swept by Gonzaga. They got swept by Tech. They lost two out of three at home, I believe, to TCU. They've been just okay at O'Brate Stadium. I think Arkansas is going to win that regional. But if we're saying OSU's got a chance, sure they got a chance. If they do get out, they got to face red-hot North Carolina. I'm going to put OSU down at 25% chance of
2: going to (whistles) Omaha. You're crushing my percentages. You're
1: too high. Uh, Oklahoma, for all the reasons uh, – I, what I was saying when the fire alarm went off, if two two seeds win, OU's a two seed, let's say Gonzaga wins that Va Tech Regional, which could happen. Gonzaga's a good team. Then it's up to the committee as to who will host. It's not an automatic. They go back and they review their hosting proposals, Uh, which site is – You know, better, like, facilities could come into factor at that point. Availability of everything, hotels, all that kind of stuff. So it would either be – we could be going to Seattle or Gonzaga could come to us. That would be kind of up in the air if two number two seeds won. But uh, let's say the seeds hold. OU's got to beat Florida at Florida and everybody else. Then go to Vatek and win. Sooners are hot. They're playing really good baseball, but I think that falls. I'm going to say 41.377 percent chance that uh, the Sooners <laughs> can do that.
2: He's such a homer.
1: So there you go. That's uh, that's our Big 12 percentage. What did we're you put Texas at? Right? Yeah,
2: you're we're way late.
1: 45 percent. Okay, so you gave them that's the best highest. chance.
2: Oh, oh, OU the second best chance. Then. That's right. Okay, yeah. then OSU.
0: We'll be back. Some say it's TJ's fault, but the name of the show is the T-Row
2: in the Morning Show. So who's really to blame? You know? T-Row in the Morning Show on The Ref. Toby and TJ with you. I'm in the Brown O'Haver Studios. Toby's and in- Goonsville. Uh, this hour brought to you by Saxon Realty Group. 405-361-3380 or saxonrealtygroup.com. Home of the $8.99 listing fee. Uh, quick segment here, but a few texts on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Not sure about eating gator in Florida, but I know Razorback fans in Arkansas eat the heck out of every form of hog available. Bacon, ham, sandwich, (laughs) hog jowls, etc. Okay. All right.
1: I'm going to guess when I go to Spurrier's tonight, there will be gator bites on the menu. I'm just asking the question.
2: Perfect timing. I was just about to cross over the Weber Falls Bridge when you made that announcement, TJ. Slight pucker. Yeah, it was kind of eerie for me with uh, Doc calling with that. I cross over that bridge. I'll do it tomorrow. I do it about six to eight times a month. So, appreciate it, Doc.
1: Did you say it's been 20 years?
2: 20 years, yeah. Yeah, And I know that News 9 has been running this special that, you know, they're having this big story on it. And I don't like when they put that up there because I do have to cross that thing quite a bit, so... When you go
1: to your lake house yes, with two boats?
2: That's right. Uh, one boat. Sold one. Gator bites at the Keys Grill in Gainesville is awesome, this texter says.
1: Okay. Well, that answers our and question. That was
2: then. one of your suggestions the other day. Uh, Tim, you think Texas can beat Sonny Galloway's ECU squad at home? You're dreaming. Toby, I'm thinking of riding a train down to Gainesville for tomorrow's game. My wife wants to shop at the outlet mall. Are they planning at, playing at the stadium by the interstate?
1: First off, the fact that he called it Sonny Galloway's ECU team is fantastic. <laughs> I have no idea whether Florida Ballpark is next to the interstate or not, so I can't help you there. Haven't been there yet. Sorry.
2: You can make sure Mama gets to that internet uh, outlet mall, though.
1: <laughs> the outlet mall. All right, we'll take a break. Uh, the voice of Liberty Baseball, Nick Pierce, going to educate us up on the Sooners' first regional opponent – When we come back, it's 8 o'clock in the Central Time Zone.